Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
was Hum kicking off this program with The Pod, off their 1995 album You'd Prefer an Astronaut. Welcome to the award-winning Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I'm your maternal host, Ian. This episode boasts music from the likes of Spinal Tap, The Cranberries, Filter, MXPX, Machine Head, Liz Fair, Ice Cube, Social Distortion, Sonic Youth, and The Violent Femmes. Plus, I'm going to be reviewing and playing two songs off the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album Unlimited Love, released on April 1st, and one apiece from the new placebo album Never Let Me Go, released on March 25th, the new Primus EP Conspiranoid, released on April 22nd, and the new Rammstein album Zeit, released on the 29th. I'll start with the chilies. The Red Hot Chili Peppers have never been about any one particular member, but there's always been a lot of weight placed on their guitar slot. That's the one role in the band that has continued to revolve over the years, and their tenures with different guitarists have neatly divided their discography into distinct eras, with each unique axeman bringing their own guitar sound to the band and notably affecting their overall style. And fairly early on in their career, the Chili Peppers happened upon a guitarist they especially loved to work with, the incomparable John Frusciante. Fans and critics agree that the results of their recurring collaborations with Frusciante speak for themselves, with three of the now six albums they've recorded together, 1991's Blood Sugar Sex Magic, 1999's Californication, and 2006's Stadium Arcadium becoming meteoric smashes. However, the band have never been able to keep Frusciante around for very long at a time. He has left and returned to the Chili Peppers on two separate occasions now, and his absences have lasted more or less as long as the tenures preceding them. Each time he left, the band settled on alternatives. First Dave Navarro, then Josh Klinghoffer, and at this point it's been made implicitly clear that anyone who takes up the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitar mantle post-Frusciante is merely keeping his seat warm until he comes back. The albums released in his absence are undeniably missing a certain impalpable quality, and the band tends to almost completely disregard them in their live sets after ousting the guitarist who helped record them, despite three-quarters of the classic lineup still having a hand in the material. Personally, I think that's kind of a shame, because at least some of the songs from those albums deserve better than that, but all the same, I cannot deny the magic that happens when the core trio of frontman Anthony Kiedis, bassist Flea, and drummer Chad Smith combine their powers with John Frusciante. He's now on board for his third stint to date with the band, and they've ushered in this new era of Frusciante with 2022's Unlimited Love, a beefy 17-track album that places his talents and contributions front and center. Just about every song on here is built around a distinctive Frusciante riff and or incorporates one of his traditionally elaborate solos, some of them blistering, others more subdued. And I gotta say, it's been really nice getting to hear those familiar John Frusciante guitar tones again. However, I think I'm about equally jazzed for the return of his hallmark backing vocals. You might have a hard time recalling what those sounded like offhand, but once you start to hear them on Unlimited Love, you'll realize how sorely they were missed during the decade-long Josh Klinghoffer era. By and large, the new album ignores all the developments made by the previous two and instead takes right after 2006's Stadium Arcadium, the last one recorded with Frusciante, feeling more like a true Blue Chili Peppers album as a result. However, by that same token, it more easily invites comparisons to Stadium Arcadium and the other two Juggernaut Frusciante albums, and I'm not quite sure I'd put it in the same league as those just yet. 
I'm not even sure it's in the same league as 1989's Mother's Milk and 2002's By The Way, the two for Shantae albums that routinely get overlooked in favor of the more successful ones and are criminally underrated in my eyes. Yes, I do believe that Unlimited Love is the best Chili Peppers album in over 15 years, and the bulk of the album absolutely slaps, but there are nonetheless a handful of songs that strike me as slight or extraneous, and a few tracks feel like Frusciante either checked out or simply wasn't needed. Ultimately, I'd compare my current stance on the album to how I initially felt about Stadium Arcadium. At first, I found that one to be good, but also rather bloated, to the point where I deleted several of its tracks from my iTunes library. One of them was Desecration Smile, if you can believe that. But now I regard the album as a stone-cold chili pepper classic, top to bottom. Mind you, Stadium Arcadium has had a good decade and a half to marinate in my mind, but I feel like Unlimited Love could grow on me in a similar fashion with sufficient time and exposure. At present, I think I'd have to rank it at number 6 out of the 6 John Frusciante albums to date, but I could totally see it overtaking at least one or two of those albums eventually. And hey, even if the album doesn't end up improving in rank over time, 10 or so undisputable home runs out of 17 at-bats is nothing to sneer at. Highlights for me include, but aren't limited to, Black Summer, The Great Apes, Poster Child, Here Ever After, Veronica, The Heavy Wing, and the song I'm about to play for you now. This next track is one of the most instantly catchy songs on Unlimited Love, and its release as a single feels inevitable. It reminds me not of any particular studio album from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but rather the two new singles the band recorded for their 2003 Greatest Hits album, Fortune Faded and Save the Population, with its comparable vibes and guitar tones. This one's called One Way Traffic. Enjoy! Change me, I'm 
God. And whenever I'm in Missoula, which is always because I'm omnipresent, I listen to all the radio stations at the same time, including KBGA. KBGA Missoula, 89.9. California sun has sunk, banana meals, here comes tonight. I was high on junk, and the warm winds are sending, I feel alright. We live a criminal a bargain with the world Streets are all successful when you're shot to the curb I spent my day in blackness At night I get my vision Dodging cars, paranoid indecision Cause it's wild When it's wild Wild, wild, wild California sun has sunk Banana meals, here comes tonight I was high on drunk and the warm winds are sending, I feel alright I get distracted, outside opinions I'm no longer respected in this new transition I put it to effect, my long time standing Disaster is living, disaster is living Cause it's wild Cause it's wild Tonight. I was high, I'm drunk, and the warm winter center, and I feel alright. California sun has sunk, but I'm here, here comes 
Southpaw's own Eric Cartman singing his very favorite song. I have a drink, I start to sink, I put my toe in the ocean. I have a drink, I start to sink, another toe in the ocean. Down on the shelf, an elf I saw, I took his picture, he was waving. I passed again, and now they're gone. I think my picture is worth saving. 
This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events and its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com.
2003 album, Get the Picture? Well, they actually did it. Smash Mouth went and found themselves a new mouth. You might recall back in November when I reported on original frontman Steve Harwell's retirement due to a mixture of physical and mental health problems that I predicted his exit would most likely spell the end of Smash Mouth. Well, I guess I need to wipe some egg off my face because in early March, Smash Mouth unexpectedly resurfaced with a new single and a new singer. Current frontman Zach Good comes with quite a bit of background, having previously been a part of the bands Ghoul Spoon, Divided by Zero, Secret Seven, The Windbreakers, and covers outlet Geezer, which, yes, performed Weezer songs among many others, as well as having done voice work for commercials. He initially got in touch with Smash Mouth after shooting them an email expressing interest in the lead singer position he had by chance learned was vacant. He didn't actually expect anything to come of it, but to his surprise, the group wrote him back, having apparently checked out his stuff on YouTube. The next thing Good knew, he was off to San Jose to meet the band. As for the new single, Smash Mouth decided to kick off the Zach Good era with a cover of the memified Rick Astley hit, Never Gonna Give You Up. Personally, I was hoping they would go full ska with it, like on their classic debut album and the Why Can't We Be Friends cover contained therein, but it turns out to be more akin to Latter-day Smash Mouth's I'm a Believer cover, whose style, I suppose, is a better fit for the song they've chosen anyway. The band does a fine job with the cover overall, but I'm just not sure I can embrace a new singer for Smash Mouth at this juncture. Good sounds distinct from, yet complimentary to, the vocal stylings of Steve Harwell, which I suppose is the best you can hope for when replacing your frontman roughly 25 years in, but based on this first taste alone, I'm not sure his voice has the liveliness and personality to keep the band going. 
Maybe if they premiered good with a brand new original song, or a re-recording of, say, All Star or Walking on the Sun, I'd be better able to assess whether or not he's a keeper. But even if he turned out to be the most ideal replacement imaginable, can Smash Mouth even be salvaged? Who knows, maybe a new singer will prove to be the exact shot in the arm their career needed, and the beginning of a fruitful second life for the band. Hey, it happened before with Alice in Chains and William Duvall, and although it seems far less likely to me, it could also happen with Smash Mouth and Zach Good. As of press time, the band have not confirmed whether or not they're working on a new album, but they have suggested that 2022 will be huge for them and intend to hit the road again later this year, though they currently only have a few dates on the horizon. According to their website, their first live performance with Good looks to be in Mexico exactly two weeks from tonight on the 22nd. Anyway, before Smash Mouth, I played Animal Instinct by the Cranberries off their 1999 album Bury the Hatchet, From This Day by Machine Head off their 1999 album The Burning Red, Another Toe in the Ocean by the Pixies off their 2014 album Indie Cindy, and Brad Logan by Rancid off the 1998 compilation Chef Aid, the South Park album. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like the show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. All right, next I'm going to review and play from the new placebo album, Never Let Me Go. Placebo's last studio album, Loud Like Love, was released way back in the fall of 2013. While there seemingly isn't much to account for the eight and a half year gap between that album and the new one, it's not like the band was up to nothing. During that window of time, the 20th anniversary of Placebo's debut occurred, and the band commemorated it with an extensive world tour highlighting their biggest hits. Reportedly, the band members grew weary of playing their most radio-friendly songs continuously for over two years, and by the time the tour had wrapped, they were ready for something more experimental going forward. Also, drummer Steve Forrest left in 2015 and has yet to be officially replaced within the band. Thus, co-founders Brian Malko and Stefan Olstahl recorded their latest album as a duo, handling the drum tracks with a combination of touring-slash-session drummers and a drum machine. These two factors alone don't quite explain eight and a half years, but they do help paint a picture of how 2022's Never Let Me Go took shape. In approaching Placebo outside the confines of a full-fledged rock band, and with Olstall having a background in electronic music, the duo have veered into more of an electro-industrial direction, a la Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode, building up Never Let Me Go to be an intricate and eclectic avant-garde opus. But make no mistake, folks, this is still, more than anything, a fairly accessible rock album and a rather strong showing for Placebo overall. Admittedly, I was already pretty hyped going into the album, as all four of its pre-release singles had been quite stellar. Lead single Beautiful James is a clamorous, slow-burning rocker dominated by a soaring synth track. Surrounded by Spies, perhaps one of the finest Placebo songs I've ever heard, builds its way to a frenzied crescendo followed by a somber, piano-based outro. Try Better Next Time is quick, catchy, and uncharacteristically peppy for Placebo, with Molko adopting a cheerful nihilism as he sings about the inevitable climate change apocalypse. And finally, Happy Birthday in the Sky is a relaxed mid-tempo chugger that strongly reminds me of Manic Street Preachers. Ultimately, though, while the album as a whole doesn't quite live up to the qualities suggested by those four singles, it still manages to be a largely satisfying effort with exceptional moments sprinkled throughout. 
Other highlights from the album include opening track Forever Chemicals, which is among the very best album openers I've heard thus far in 2022, mid-2000s throwback Hugs, which seems like it could have easily been one of yesteryear's big emo hits, Twin Demons, which may be the hardest rocking song on Never Let Me Go, yet still isn't immune to the album's electronic trappings, and The Prodigal, whose prominent violin track is allegedly based on David Bowie's vocal melody during the outro to Under Pressure. The production on the album is crisp and measured, the instrumental tracks and electronic elements generally mesh well together, and as always, Brian Molko's unique vocals tie a nice bow on the package, though it feels like he's singing in a lower register than usual most of the time. Maybe that has something to do with the Brandon Boyd-esque mustache he's now sporting above his upper lip. It certainly impacted the regular androgyny of his face, anyway. Never Let Me Go is perhaps overlong at nearly 58 minutes in length, and could have been stronger and tighter if it were to shed a couple of its less essential tracks, but as it stands, it's a mostly triumphant delayed return for Placebo, and should be enough to make many fans happy, as well as maybe bring some new ones into the fold. Alright, next I'm going to play that aforementioned terrific album opener, Forever Chemicals. Enjoy!
Now that I'm barren, KBGA is my baby. <laughs> and I'm an overbearing mother. Put your, put your friend's mom on the phone. Floss harder. Just like your father. Straighten your back. Those grades aren't Ivy League. I said keep it locked to 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
show his light in the light of day. I'll tell you something about them say. It don't matter, baby, what you want. Seems we all, we all go back to mother.
take the Snake Roberts. Who gives a damn about those call letters? KBGA, KGBA, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know where the music's at, don't you? Stupid.
War with Have You Seen Me off their 1992 album America Must Be Destroyed. Guar haven't put out an album in nearly five years, so naturally they intend to rectify that pretty soon. The band will be issuing a new studio album titled The New Dark Ages early next month on June 3rd. It'll be the second Guar album to feature Michael Bishop as new front thing Blothar following the 2014 overdose death of founder Dave Brocky, aka Odorous Urungus, though Bishop had appeared on several earlier albums as the original portrayer of bassist Beefcake the Mighty. The album will serve as a companion to a new Guar comic book, Guar in the Duoverse of Absurdity, which is also being released on June 3rd and chronicles the band's battle with its doppelgangers from another dimension, apparently taking a cue from the current trajectory of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that might not even be the last we hear from Guar in 2022. Bishop recently appeared in character as Blothar on No Huff and Regrets, the podcast of Machine Head's Rob Flynn, and suggested that the band might record and release an EP of country songs to further tie into the graphic novel, whose alternate universe Guar is, in fact, a country band. That project may see the light of day later this year or not at all, but in the meantime, the band just issued the lead single from The New Dark Ages, Mother Huffing Liar, and it's... I don't know. I think I might still be getting used to Bishop's vocal style. Bishop has more of a scratchy, high-pitched wail in contrast to Brocky's deep-voiced bellows, and under his direction, Guar has been more akin to 80s hair metal, whereas before they were predominantly a thrash or classic metal kind of band. In other words, right now they're more Motley Crue than Judas Priest. Ultimately, that style of music is befitting of Guar's campy and flamboyant tendencies, and I do feel that Bishop is better off playing to his own strengths than just trying to emulate Brocky, but thus far he hasn't demonstrated the same level of imagination and vulgarity in his lyrics, and without that, Guar feels like it's missing a crucial piece. I'm hoping that mad lyrical spark can be found on the remainder of The New Dark Ages, but based on the lead single, it doesn't seem like Bishop's made much progress on that front since 2017's The Blood of Gods. Either way, I'll review and play from the album on most likely the next episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, so be sure to keep tuning in. Anyway, before Guar, I played Supernova by Liz Fair off her 1994 album Whip Smart. Can't Take It With You by Social Distortion off their 2011 album Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes and She's a Politician by Soundgarden off their 1992 EP Satan Oscillate My Metallic Sonatas. It's a palindrome, that's why. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like the show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. All right, next I'm going to review and play a song from the new Primus EP, Conspiranoid. Primus has typically never been one to throw its hat into the political arena. The bulk of the band's songs seem to convey fictional tales and accounts from frontman Les Claypool's invented Bizarro World Universe, and although said tales often present themselves as cautionary tales, they usually don't have much practical real-world application. However, the latest Primus release, Conspiranoid, a three-song concept EP inspired by conspiracy theorists, is surprisingly pointed and hits closer to home than the band's lyrics perhaps ever have before. 
Sure, the band continues to hide behind the veneer of Claypool's whimsy, with its recounting the beliefs of hypothetical folks with names like Lloyd Boyd and Marion Barian Contrarian, but by also incorporating multiple lines that implicitly reference the COVID-19 pandemic, not to mention admonishing remarks like, you can guide a fool towards logic, but you'll rarely make him think, Primus has made it abundantly clear that it's taking down QAnon conspiracists, COVID deniers, and basically anyone who's ever worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump. The Conspiranoid EP will no doubt ruffle the feathers of right-wing Primus fans, who will inevitably inundate the band with "Ah, why'd you have to get political messages on social media, but Claypool has always been outspoken about his liberal viewpoints outside of his music, and I felt that he used a careful enough hand in weeding them into Primus so as not to dilute the normal essence and character of the band. Furthermore, musically speaking, this EP kicks ass. I briefly touched on the lead single and lead-off track Conspiranoia in the last episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, but now I'll get a little more in-depth with it. As mentioned last time, the song is about 11 and a half minutes long and very proggy, just as you might expect from a band that's been performing a Rush album on tour over the past year. It sounds like a fusion of certain tracks from the last Primus album, 2017's The Desaturating Seven, and 10-plus minute Rush epics like Xanadu off of A Farewell to Kings, the very album Primus have been playing on their latest tour. The song goes through multiple movements, beginning with an intro that carries on for over a minute, followed by a couple verses and choruses. Next comes a frantic bridge that sounds exactly like something you'd hear in a Rush song, punctuated by some lively guitar work from Larry Lalonde. Finally, the song settles back into its regular bass groove for an extensive outro that includes audio clips detailing various real-life conspiracies, as well as a synth solo. It's a very memorable track that hints at an intriguing future for Primus. The other two songs on the EP, Follow the Fool and Aaron on the Side of Caution, are normal-length, relatively traditional Primus cuts, yet they both sound distinct from each other, the song that came just before them, and essentially any other song from Primus's discography. Follow the Fool is a fun ride that evokes the band's bouncier tracks, such as Winona's Big Brown Beaver, but ultimately I found it to be more the Primus equivalent to ZZ Top's LaGrange, or George Thorogood's One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer. Aaron on the Side of Caution, meanwhile, is of a different tempo and sort of reminds me of the slower, trippier songs from the band's tenure with drummer Brian Mancha, songs like Resting Bones and Natural Joe, for instance. I personally feel that the Brian Mancha era is unfairly disregarded by both Primus and their general fan community, so it's nice to see the band throwing a bone to the rest of us fans for once. All in all, Conspiranoid is an awesome near 20 minute slab of new music from Primus. But that's the problem. It's only about 20 minutes. The thoroughly outstanding quality of this EP has left me craving more Primus, so I'm hoping the band's next LP isn't too far behind. Alright, next I'm going to play one of the two shorter tracks from Conspiranoid, and believe me, it was not an easy choice. I'll probably end up playing each of the EP songs on Sounds Like Teen Spirit over time, but for now I've opted to go with Follow the Fool. Enjoy! Is it the fool? 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 Is
Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else, and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give Something Else a try? Live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org. One of these markers is different. Get your money and you run across the street Don't look both ways cause 
issues in a day and almost get his ass hit for the crap. Now ask yourself, who's the man? In, in a club accent Have you ever been in a hot tub? I know the game so I watch it unfold When I see the boy pick to your earlobe He's talking ish and you crack a smile When he tell you that he can go fuck wild For a girl like you and make it feel good You know it's drama but it sound real good He start dragging and hopefully he can start tagging the So he can keep bragging He say I'ma leave Baby can you go with me? I wanna do it but you're feeling like an H.O. You grab his hand, you leave, and it's over. Cause the game ain't nothing but a rover. You knew the game, and you still ended up on your back. Now ask yourself, who's the man? Mackin' is a game, and everybody's playing. And as long as you believe what they saying, consider them an M-A-C-K. And with no delay, they are gonna get all the play. But when it comes to me, say the drama for your mom. It's Ice Cube and you know that I'm a Mac in my own right When it comes to rhyme and rap Cause all I do is kick facts Unlike Iceberg Slim And all of them be claiming P-I-M-P No, I'm not going out that way I'm just a straight up N-I-double-G-A Next time you get over on a fool And you did the dish like real smooth Thank Ice Cube for giving up the facts And ask yourself, who's the man?
sam Dino iz Bosne, ponosne, a vi slušate KBG iz Ula Montana. Aj uzdrav! Inside My Head, off the 1992 single release for Creep. Radiohead's most recent album, 2016's A Moon-Shaped Pool, was issued exactly six years ago today, and yet there's still no indication whatsoever that a new one is even in the pipeline. Pretty frustrating, no? Well, allow me to direct your attention to The Smile, which is where the immediate future of Radiohead is concerned. The Smile is a newly minted supergroup that's two-thirds comprised of Radiohead members. It combines frontman Tom York and guitarist Johnny Greenwood with Tom Skinner, the drummer for a relatively young jazz band named Sons of Kemet. 
The trio made their debut as The Smile during Glastonbury 2021, which was a streaming-only event that year. This would be the last we'd hear from them until early 2022, when The Smile began churning out singles with a vengeance. They issued You Will Never Work in Television Again towards the beginning of January, The Smoke in late January, Skirting on the Surface in March, Panavision in early April, and Free in the Knowledge on 420, the latter coinciding with the announcement of the band's first album, which is titled A Light for Attracting Attention and scheduled for release this Friday, May 13th. As for the five pre-release singles, well, musically they sound an awful lot like Radiohead, of course. In fact, basically all of these songs would have fit right in on a moon-shaped pool. The only real exception is You Will Never Work in Television Again, which sounds more like Hail to the Thief era Radiohead, if anything Radiohead, but ultimately it's something else altogether. It's a relatively straightforward post-punk song, and of a notably higher energy level than the other four singles. I'm hoping the remaining eight tracks on the upcoming 13-track album follow that song's example in terms of justifying the smile as a separate entity from Radiohead. Not that the other singles are without merit, but there's no good reason they couldn't have been released as Radiohead songs, and I want to hear more of Tom and Johnny doing things I'm not used to hearing them do. Naturally, I'll be reviewing and playing from the Smiles debut album next time on Sounds Like Teen Spirit, so you can look forward to hearing my in-depth analysis of the project fairly soon. Anyway, before Radiohead, I played Restless Heart Syndrome by Green Day off their 2009 album 21st Century Breakdown, Who's the Mac by Ice Cube off his 1990 album America's Most Wanted, Tonight by The Violent Femmes off their 1995 album Rock, and Surprise by Filter off their 2013 album The Sun Comes Out Tonight. You're still continuing to listen to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like the show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen spirit. All right, next I'm going to review and play a song from the new Rammstein album, Zeit. German metal outfit Rammstein have followed up their first album in a decade with a new one just shy of three years later. Of course, a three-year album cycle is typical for a lot of bands, but for Rammstein this feels like an unnaturally quick turnaround, and as it turns out, it is. 2022's Zeit, German for Time, is another classic example of a pandemic record. In other words, an album that might not have happened, or at least happened nearly as soon as it did, if not for the touring restrictions imposed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Rammstein, who are particularly renowned for their live shows, likely had far more touring momentum to expend for their untitled 2019 album, but after lockdown forced them to stop cold in early 2020, the band followed the example of numerous others in their situation and immediately started hammering out their next album to keep themselves occupied. This mentality might lead some fans to expect a rushed album, but Zeit feels about as deliberative and detail-oriented as it may have been if it arrived years later under normal circumstances. Granted, it's an album from the same six guys, who have all been with the band since its inception, in fact, in the same musical headspace and with the same producer, so hardly anything has changed with the band since their last outing, but it's not a total retread either. Zeit feels more subdued and tender overall when compared to 2019's Untitled, with approximately half its runtime devoted to ballads or semi-ballads. 
the songs Army der Tristan, Zeit, Schwarz, Mein Tranen, Luger, and Adieu all fall into that category to varying degrees, and the former three, in that order, actually represent the album's opening salvo. It's definitely an unusual move to front-load a metal album with three ballads, but it ultimately doesn't hurt things in this case, as Rammstein tend to be imposing and intense even in their most vulnerable moments, and I didn't doubt even for a second that there were heavier tracks ahead. The quote-unquote heavy ends up arriving on track number four, Giftig, and from there the album settles into a nice equilibrium between brutality and beauty. Zeit's other notable distinction from the last album is its especially prominent integration of keys into the mix. Most metal bands featuring a keyboardist use them rather sparingly, typically as a subtle means of adding atmosphere or ambiance to a track, and although Rammstein keyboardist Christian Flake Lorenz has historically been better utilized than most, he really gets to shine on Zeit. Just about every one of its tracks is significantly colored by Flake's keys, whether he's on piano or synthesizer, and I feel like they're augmenting Ramshine's sound here more so than ever before. Once again, the language barrier has proven not to be a factor in the enjoyment of Ramstein. I'm sure at least some American fans would prefer it if they could understand the words that they were hearing, but frontman Till Lindemann is such a charismatic and expressive vocalist that this concern is all but rendered moot. Of course, it would undoubtedly enhance the overall listening experience to be fluent in German, as then the band's trademark wry sense of humor could be fully appreciated, but that's entirely discretionary. Ultimately, Zeit doesn't feel too different from the album that came before, and could have easily functioned as its delayed second disc, but considering I previously named Rammstein's 2019 Untitled as my fourth favorite album from that year, that's hardly a criticism. Alright, next I'm going to roll one of my favorites from the album. This one is simply titled, OK, and at first glance it appears to be one of those rare Rammstein songs with an English title, but not so fast. In this instance, OK is an acronym for Ohne Condom, which is German for without a condom. Yes, it's that type of song. Well, enjoy!
steckt, steckt nicht drin. Yo, what's up? This is Afro Man. Hey, this is Bass Nectar. We're the Dodging Mountain Man. The Hood Internet. Hey, this is Michael Franti. This is Dude from Infected Mushrooms. And we are from the band. Up. You're listening to KBGA, Missoula. Yeah, he's got style 
mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. KBGA Missoula, the cabbage.
That was Spinal Tap with the Freddie Mercury tribute, The Majesty of Rock, off their 1992 album, Break Like the Wind. On this episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, we mourn the loss of English rock drummer Rick Parnell, who passed away on May 1st at the age of 70. No cause of death has been made official yet, but from what I've gathered, he had succumbed to an unspecified illness. Rick Parnell was born in London in 1951 to a family full of drummers and quickly racked up an impressive list of credits over the 70s through his stints with a series of British and Italian bands including Horse, Atomic Rooster, Tritons, Ibis, Stars, and Nova. At the beginning of the 80s, Parnell was jamming with the likes of Michael DeBar, Lisa Dalbello, and Tony Basil. And yes, that did include tracking the drums for the latter's 1982 mega-hit, Mickey. It was around this time that he received an offer from Steve Perry to join Journey, which he declined and later came to regret, but luckily for him, his big break was right around the corner. Parnell was cast as drummer Mick Shrimpton of the fictional band Spinal Tap in Rob Reiner's classic 1984 mockumentary This Is Spinal Tap. A running joke in the film was that Spinal Tap had absolutely chewed through drummers over the years, with all the previous ones having perished under mysterious circumstances, and Shrimpton was their fifth to date. He was so certain that he'd be the one to break the pattern, but in the end, his optimism proved naive as he spontaneously combusted on stage during a concert in Japan. Fortunately, although his character met a tragic end, Parnell's legacy with Spinal Tap extended past the near 40-year-old movie and its accompanying soundtrack album when the fictional band turned real. In the early 90s, the actors portraying the band, including Parnell, began performing as Spinal Tap in real life and released the sophomore album Break Like the Wind in 1992. However, by the time Spinal Tap reconvened in 2009 for a third album, Back from the Dead, Parnell was no longer involved. In his post-Spinal Tap years, Rick Parnell drummed for the likes of The Deviants, Cloud Over Jupiter, Telestrion, Donovan's Brain, The Dukes of 87, Dennis Tech, and Philidor. But he ultimately settled down and spent his final years living in Missoula, Montana. That's right, our very own Zootown. Here, he co-hosted a show on the Trail 1033 called Spontaneous Combustion, cheekily named after his Spinal Tap character's fate, and he frequently popped up at local live music and open mic events. There's a good chance that some of you listening right now knew him personally, and I'd actually met the guy myself. A few years ago, Parnell was a tenant at my place of employment, the Thunderbird Motel, so I occasionally got to chat with him about music, typically just on the all-too-rare days where he came down to pay rent at a time I was working. He once told me he was briefly a member of the Edgar Winter Group, but after he gave Edgar Winter a beer on the tour bus, not realizing he was a recovering alcoholic, Winter's wife freaked out and pressured Winter to fire him. Though I don't feel like I conversed with Parnell often enough, I found him to be a genuinely cool and interesting person to talk to, with his authentically fabulous British rock star accent as the cherry on top. I can only imagine how devastating his death must be for the folks around town who were fortunate enough to know him better. Rick Parnell was undoubtedly an unsung hero of rock and roll and a beloved local celebrity. May he rest in peace. Anyway, before Spinal Tap, I played Beauty Through Order by Slayer off their 2009 album World Painted Blood, Schizophrenia by Sonic Youth off their 1987 album Sister, and Chick Magnet by MXPX off their 1996 album Life in General. 
And that about wraps up a matricidal edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I've been your host, Ian. I'm not entirely sure when I'll have the next episode ready, or even most of what I'm going to talk about, but it's going to be a bit more of a wait than this one was, because at this point, I believe I'm all caught up, finally. In all likelihood, any 2022 albums or EPs I review in subsequent episodes have yet to be released as of today. My best guess is I'll have my next show locked and loaded by mid-June at the latest, as I know I'll have at least a couple new albums to dissect by then, and I'm probably not capable of staying away much longer than that. In the meantime, I'm concluding this episode with a second song off the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Unlimited Love. This last one's called The Great Apes. Farewell, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, including mine, Betsy!
simulation life that you thought was real She's an image that we blur It's a pixelated panther 